When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. All right, my talkers, we are hanging out with Lori and Julia, and the one and only DJ Rock Lobster is in studio this Tuesday afternoon for a little pop culture Jeopardy. Shall we play Meow, 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 Lori and Julia. It's Cat Week here That's at my talk. Right. Where are you? That's Rocco. Oh, I couldn't. Okay. I'm over here in the room next yeah, to you. Where he's All always right. been on Wednesday, Tuesdays, yeah, and Fridays. All right. Mm-hmm. How's it going? It's great. You gearing up? You got your outfit picked out for Cat Video Festival? Well, we can't decide what type of a cat to be. A tabby, a Siamese, a hairless. We completely dress for the weather. If it's going to be hot and sticky. It does look like a perfect night. It's going to be perfect because it always cools down at night. It's perfect. It's going to be perfect. Well, oh, I like that. (laughs) Uh, Remember when you gave XL Energy the idea to go to the furniture shop for right. a gift for Taylor Swift all those years ago. Remember that? Yeah, that was you, Rocco. I did that? Yeah. And Excel gifted I think her. it was you. Or maybe it, it was, was you, Lori. Like, the furniture, but, they gave her the, uh, they customized a, cat, a Taylor Swift cat thing for Olivia yeah. Benson and the other cat. Remember the wow. per, the furniture down the university. street on University? Yeah, yeah. Is it still there? Yeah. It is. Furniture makers. Let's do a remote from there. Ninety-three sometime. on Thursday night, you guys, with a yeah. low of sixty-five. Yeah, so that is perfect. It's going to be it's nice. Perfect night. weather. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to quiz you uh, on cats in pop culture. Little, All right. Little movie, little mu- uh, right. uh, TV. I think here, no music. But if uh, I lose, it's just because I can't see you at all, okay, and I can't cool. read your lips ahead oh, of time. Sh- that is pathetic. <laughs> Yeah, why, why am I not on the screen? I don't know. Oh, like, well. Oh, well. I blame her. If she loses, it could be because she's typing an email, reading um, Radar Online, and then... Um, <laughs> flossing my teeth. Flossing and, her teeth and, at the same time. And so. widening, uh, stretching mm-hmm. my toes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll start with this one. <laughs> okay. uh, Elaine Page sang Memory in the West End production of Cats. Yeah, yeah. Betty Buckley sang it on Broadway. Mm-hmm. What American Idol finalist and EGOT winner sang it in the 2019? Correct. This is the only good thing about that show, Cats. <laughs> it is, and you wait so long. You for wait it. till the end to hear it. I thought the first time I saw it, though, watching the costumes and how they came up. The yeah, aisles, yeah. I it thought was, it was cool. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was cool. But I, it, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But this got, is the best part. Yes. this song is a showstopper. I did not know that Jennifer Hudson was an EGOT. She said they said she's yeah, the youngest right. woman mm-hmm. and second African American woman. And, and do you know she's dating Common? 
I did not know He's that. a beautiful man. That's what her comment was yesterday. Yeah, he's yeah? a beautiful man. That's what you say when you don't want to comment. You just comment on the beauty of it, whatever you're being asked about. I just watched something with comment in it the other night. Have you watched a show called Sherman's Showcase? No. It was on IFC and it's on uh, Hulu. No. Uh, super funny. It's like it? sort really? of a parody of like Soul Train and stuff. Mm. and like, um, like Sherman's 70s. Showcase? Yeah. And they had a, they also, same uh, comedy guys had a show on HBO uh, called Southsiders about like uh, cops on the South yeah, Side. Yeah, he's turning into a good actor because he was on that Wheels show that uh, about building the railroad back. Okay. Was, and then he's on, he's the bad guy, the bad sheriff in Silo. Okay. On Apple. Oh, All right. That. Yeah, that's is, kinda, is that good? Silo? It is good. It okay. is good. Yeah. I mean, if you like your dystopian yeah. stories, then you'll like it. All right. Well, let's get back to cats, even though Common is a cool cat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get back to cats in pop culture. In what 1993 movie would you find the character Thackeray Banks, a Salem, a Salem, Massachusetts boy, transformed into a black cat? The witches. By three. Focus, focus. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, focus, focus. focus. Yes, yes. Oh, what happened? Could you guys hear me? Mm-mm. I heard a little something. I heard, in the oh, I heard Bette Midler oh, around my, the cauldron. Yeah, my uh, headphones went out and I was like, okay. No, everything in that area is going out right okay. now. <laughs> I'll try it again. This is the clip from Hocus Pocus where they turned Thackeray Banks into a cat. Twist the bones and bend the back. Give him and there he goes. Are you excited for the cat video festival? Me? Mm-hmm. Yes, I. Uh, Do you have your costume? Um, I might wear. I wear. Um, I have a shirt that has uh, an old um minneapolis taco place called taco cat on it because <laughs> taco cat do. is spelled the same way backwards or forwards and yeah so i'll probably i didn't that. know that palindrome yes yeah, palindrome. i i just go. did it thank you mm-hmm. thank Very you good. all right well it's one to one yes it You're is on the board how about this uh chris pratt is going to voice the title character in the computer animated garfield movie coming out next year what SNL alum voiced Garfield in the 2004 version? Chris Farley. Oh. No. David more Spade. F- more from the 70s. John, John Belushi. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. <laughs> like John Belushi, who's been dead since the 80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, wasn't, he was not <laughs> voicing Garfield in no. 04. Um, <gasps> here is Bill Murray. I hate Mondays. There you go. There you go. That short and sweet. Yeah. And the reason I, it's funny, it's weird to think that Bill Murray played Garfield in a movie. And it, supposedly what happened was he got the script from his agent and it said like Joel Cohen on it. And he's like, oh, the, one of the Cohen brothers is doing a Garfield movie? That sounds fun. So he said yes. And it turns out it was a totally different Joel Cohen. Oh, really? Oh, that's, yeah. okay. that's funny. <laughs> But, oh, well, he got a nice payday out of it, right? Right. Okay, uh, in 70s TV commercials, Morris the Cat was the world's most finicky cat, mm-hmm. eating only Tuna which fish. brand of cat food? Chicken, oh, oh, oh. F- frisky Purina. flakes. No, keep going. Frisky, it started with an F. Fancy food. Fancy feast. Oh, damn it. <laughs> it started with a number. Oh. Number nine? One Purina. Mm-hmm. Love potion number nine. Lori's closer. Nine lives. There it is. Very good. Here's the commercial. Ready for din din? Ready to act finicky. Some nine lives, dear. Uh oh. Tuna, 
Chicken liver in creamed gravy. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Nine lives. Oh, Nutritious man. foods cats really like. Oh. Oh, liver with creamed oh, gravy. It sounds oh. like a lot. Mm-hmm. Gross. God, um, liver used to be a household staple one night a week. Oh, not in not my at my house. Not at my house, but so many of my friends. I mean, that was one of the weekly big families. Oh, yeah. My yeah, but we were big families because it was cheap. Yeah. I think if you pounded it out, you could make a whole spread. Gross. Yeah, that is pretty gross. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated the smell. A competing cat food commercial in the 70s was for Meow Mix. Yeah, Meow 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 Yep, you both got a point. I was going to say, can you do the Meow 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 Mix jingle? It's tied, Julia. Don't even say it. Because I'll lose. No, I already know. We, Nate, you've... Three to three... Is close for us. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And you get uh, four left, so oh. anything could happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, number six, Puss in Boots is oh, yeah. a DreamWorks spinoff from mm-hmm. Shrek with mm-hmm. two movies and a Netflix And Tony Banderas. Oh, Julia got him first. Mm-hmm. Here he is. Oh, he's funny. Now ye auger, pray for mercy from Puss. He was perfect. There you go. I wonder how much money you, know you made for that. Jeez, I don't know, that but that track when that first came out so and the donkey funny. was... Mm-hmm. Um, Eddie was, Murphy? Yes, he mm-hmm. was hysterical. Gosh, that was funny. Who played track? Uh, Mike Myers. That's right. Gosh, you never hear from him. Yeah, I think he's maybe just sitting on some of that Shrek money. Yeah, I think so. Uh, he tried that variety show. Yes, he did. And that didn't go over very well. Mm-mm. All right, uh, Julia, you got the lead here with three to go. Uh, Snagglepuss was a pink oh, yeah. Hanna-Barbera yeah. cougar mm-hmm. or mountain lion mm-hmm. character. Can you name either of his catchphrases? Mm-hmm. What's happening, darling? Snagglepuss. It's something in here. Um, <laughs> looks yeah. like we've got something fishy, Snagglepussy. I'm like, Snagglepuss. I'm, no, You're we know. Close. I know this. I, I know this. Um, oh, heavens to Murgatroyd. You got it. That's it. That's it. Heavens to Murgatroyd. <laughs> Julia's running away with it here. I, uh, I had to get to it, though. He I, also was known for saying... Exit! Stage left! left. That's oh. right. Okay, Why that, am I having no vision of you Snagglepuss? You lived I in lived Japan out, yeah, for seven years. Oh, yeah, I never it, saw it. This cat was, was funny and dry. <laughs> and don't you think, Wacko? Oh, yeah. Did you ever, super funny. Oh. And were you... Uh, Heavens to... Yeah. I remember you guys had Tim Gunn in here once, and you're like, that's who he sounds like. He yeah. sounds like Snagglepuss. <laughs> oh, make it work. Yeah. Make it work. <laughs> Having some Megatron. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Marco, you're so right. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> come on. All right, Tim Julia. Gunn, he was going to come back and go to my cabin with me, but he died. You know, he kind of goes to me after our night at the St. Paul Hotel. Oh, that's right. He was in town working was on real, my, my he, wife's product. Yeah, I think, that's right. 3M. That's right. Is that secret? No, tell us it about the product. Let's do a little <laughs> it was, it was years product. ago. Uh, no, I think he was, uh, it was. You're right. He was working for 3M. Yeah, it was fun. Oh, sticky tape. I think it was, yeah. The hanger things that don't leave the mark. I think that was it. Mm-hmm. Okay, Lori, you got two chances here to tie it up. All right. Uh, Nick Bakai played her talking cat, Salem. Oh, Caroline Sabrina, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to give that to, to Lori. Mark. Here it is. They said the whole name. All right, so it comes down to this. Lori, uh, Lori gets it. It's a, it's a, it's a tie. 
the silent film era black and white cat whose name is derived Felix the cat. Oh my there god, Julia go. for the win. Felix the cat, the wonderful, wonderful cat. Whenever he gets in a fix, he reaches into his bag of tricks. Felix the cat. This reminds me of my brother when we married. You laugh so you much, your show? will ache, your heart will go pit This just is, this just, re- I feel like he had a cartoon costume. He's got a white Max on being Felix the cat in one of the pictures that you have. Honey. And whenever, we, when we were growing up, we would call power lines because the new ones with the extra hooks on the top look like Felix the, the cat. cat. Oh, geez. That's, well, I think about that uh, auto dealer, dealer by the Shrine I Auditorium. Totally, yep. They still have, have Rocco, oh. the original Felix the Cat. They in do. Flore- you know, like the, the it's lighting. like right out okay. of the 40s Right by or USC something. in the right Shrine. Of, mm-hmm, no, fun. I totally, yeah. Kind of an iconic, uh, I always hope that they never tear that sign no, down or anything. Oh, for sure. Well, Julia, wow. Yeah, Julia. I'm in the cat wins. I guess. Have you, have you ever had a cat? No. We did. Yes, we did. But I thought you hated cats. No, this is because oh, Casey. Fluffy. We had Fluffy and Cabrini. Mm-hmm. And um, Cleo. Mm-hmm. Cleo and Cabrini. They were the kitties. We had to get rid of them because your husband, my brother, was allergic. Good reason for getting so rid of cats. So we could never have cats. So nope. since then, because I have pictures of me holding and petting these cats and loving them. Well, I would think you would be more of a cat lover no. instead of a cat hater. I turned, <laughs> I was averse to him when my mother took him away from us. Oh, that's why. <laughs> Rocco, that was a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank we'll you. see you at Cat Video Festival. You sure Thursday will. Thursday night, CHS Field. All right, listen, we'll be right back with Grant and the Dirt Alert. All right, I've got a cute testimonial from um, a mother okay. whose, whose son, Joey, went through Learning Rx, and he was 10 years old, and he had always struggled with reading. And um, from his mom, Joey can fully read now. He has confidence in himself and wants to do well and show others he is smart. Learning Rx was the best program to teach my son how to retrain his brain. Joey tells everyone about Learning Rx and how how much fun it is. And it's just, there is hope, there is help. If your child isn't reading or is not doing well in school, there could just be some channels that are just clogged in their brain and the cognitive part of their brain. And that all, you find out all that information after your one-hour assessment with Learning Rx, which takes a little over an hour of your time. And when you're done, it's so eye-opening to peek into your loved one's brains. You know what's working, what's not working, then Learning Rx can help you. After that, they're great. Go. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, great. Yes. Here we are, waiting for your dirt. Yes, we're going to have a little fun dirt and a little dirty dirt to go with this dirt alert. But let's start out with some uh, this little fun bit here with Kevin Bacon and IHOP. This is really cool. They have... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Teamed up together to give out $5 all-you-can-eat pancakes. Ah, where's our IHOP? Yeah. Is there one around there here? There is in Woodbury. Oh, there or is? Oakdale, I Oakdale? think there's an IHOP. Yes, yes. And this is cool. And, th- and this is in honor of the Pancake House, well, yep. IHOP, turning, having its 65th anniversary. And this is in correlation because Bacon's birthday was on July 8th, and the chain was opened its first store on July 7th, 1958. So they're a day apart. All right. Right? And kept... Th- one separation of Kevin. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh yeah, that's a great, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's actually perfect. And so Bacon joked as he held up a small trophy that read, Happy 65th birthday, Kevin. He said, when I saw that IHOP was donating, was or not was donating, was doing $5 all-you-can-eat pancakes to celebrate 65 years, I knew the I knew right away that it was because I turned 65 and I'm touched. Yeah. So there you go. Obviously, Kevin having some fun with it, as he always does with everything he touches. He's usually got some... Pancakes. Oh, mm. Hungry. Absolutely mm-hmm. delicious. That time of the day. Got any dots over there? Um, this is... Uh, let's go into the Rust case. This is just a little update. Now, this was from the uh, movie Rust with Helena Hutchins, who is the cinematographer who passed away after Hannah Gutierrez Reed was the armor who loaded a live round into Alec Baldwin's gun, and he had shot and killed Hannah Gutierrez Reed. Now, a judge has cited this came out today because the... Uh, not the prosecutors, but the defenders of Hannah Gutierrez Reed went to the went to the Santa Fe judge on Tuesday to try to have the case dropped. And he basically said and, and they were they were citing that they filed a motion to dismiss the case, citing that the defense that argued that the, the charges were faulty because they had originally been filed by the Santa Fe D.A. Mary Carmack Altwise. And then if you guys remember, Carmack left it because she had a conflict of interest with some of the prosecuting defense of the pro with the defense excuse me so she stepped away so basically the judge says when she stepped away she brought two new people in to take her place and the judge said this was taken care of we're going to stay on course there's nothing to worry about here so i mean really so hannah gutierrez reed is still still that facing case is going forward yes because she is okay. facing um involuntary manslaughter involuntary manslaughter and um what is it tampering, tampering with somebody has to be held yeah. accountable tampering, tampering with, with evidence because mm-hmm. she allegedly supposedly had some drugs on set that she passed off to another person on the set to so that the cops when they were there would not find them but if she is convicted she could face up to three years in prison so huh? This mm-hmm. case is going to continue next week, in fact. So that's why this was just tried to, they tried to drop it the week before. But Seth MacFarlane now is the next big guy, besides Dwayne The Rock Johnson, to donate a uh, million dollars to the Entertainment Community Fund in support the striking worker, uh, striking actors and the writers. So this mm-hmm. is really cool. Wow, that, okay. Yeah, Seth MacFarlane, if you, you might know Seth, he does a lot of like the family guy. Oh, yeah. He's we, got the money. He's got he's the got money. money. Yeah, you know, Ted, the movie. I mean, he's just yeah. done all kinds of great things. He's a very, very active gentleman when it comes to Hollywood. And this, the organiz- so the organization formerly known as the Actors Fund, since the SAG-AFTRA and uh, writers strike, they have seen a significant increase in requests for emergency financial assistance. Now, the weekly distribution has increased 
about four hundred to five hundred thousand dollars compared to the average, which is only seventy five thousand dollars per week. Yeah, well, but it was you know they've raised six million dollars. Yeah. I mean, exactly. we've got a whole community out of work. Exactly, yeah, right. six point three yeah. million dollars has been raised since May first from more than seventy five hundred donors, which include Tom Bergeron, Rachel Bloom. You've got uh, Roseanne Cash in memory of Johnny Cash, Suzanne Collins, Shonda Rhimes, Steven Spielberg, Kate Capshaw, Michelle Pfeiffer has donated. David E. Kelly, those the, guys as a couple. Yep, mm-hmm. uh, the Abrams family, J.J. Abrams Family Foundation has donated. It, I mean, donated. It is a large group of people that have come to the forefront here to make but sure. It's that, only six million. I mean, that kind of not shocking. Enough. Yeah, that's especially enough. when it's five hundred thousand dollars a week. Yeah. Yeah, Think yeah. about that. That's gone yeah. in a yeah. week, yeah. almost yeah. a week, or two mm-hmm. weeks. You know, yeah. that's that's. But the need is great. Good for people for stepping in. Yeah, and Seth, good on him to donate a million dollars alongside Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Those seem to be the two biggest donations yeah, no kidding. thus far. So um, going into, let's see here. Let's uh, Suzanne Summers, she talked about how uh, she has been re- she recently battled breast cancer again. Again? Again. again. Yeah, I know. Oh my God, she's had cancer she a has. lot. She she's has. lived with that for a long she time. She really More has. than 20 years, yeah. The, she, after receiving her initial breast cancer deni- er, diagnosis, Suzanne Summers said that she has been fighting a re- uh, reoccurrence of the disease in a message she uploaded to Instagram on Monday. And she said, since I've been taking time off from work, may, you may have asked for more details about my health. And then she went on to just tell people that she is now battling breast cancer again. Oh, boy. And her husband Alan has stood by her. I have the cutest picture of her. I remember and when Alan. I think Alan took the picture, and I was with my high school gal pals, and mm-hmm. we're at the, um, we're in the lobby, like at the Capitol Grill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah, and she was super nice. I should. It's really. She couldn't have been nice. This is my husband Alan. Will you take our picture? Yeah. You, you know? She was nice too. I remember yeah, you were talking great. about it. Yep. That's she really, was really cool. And yeah, they. I think that. Um, they're just like they've been together for a long time, and he's like maybe seventeen years older I think than she so. is. I think he's eighty-seven. Mm-hmm. I think so. And they're just they're just like mm-hmm. a couple goals. Mm-hmm. Couple I think goals. she's going to be okay. Yeah, I do too. She has um, really led, lived a healthy lifestyle. I think she came out with some alternative health things. Oh yeah, she's been she's big all on top, of and of course, hormones. it all started. With a thigh, thigh master, master, which is under my desk. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. so true. You are mm-hmm. a big thigh master fan. Well, right under the desk. We'll, we'll round out this dirt alert here with a little Netflix kind of uh, putting their foot in their mouth here amongst this whole AI slash robotics conversation. If we want to go back to Julia's argument with everybody referring to AI or what she would like to hear as robotics, but Netflix has posted a couple job listings that are related to AI jobs oh boy. in the midst of this whole thing. And they're talking big money. So they put in a salary range of 300000 to 900000 So they're looking for a machine learning scientist. It lists a salary range of one hundred fifty dollars to $750,000 who would develop algorithms that power high-quality localization, among other responsibilities. Now, that just essentially means someone who can figure out the AI technology for us and make it benefit us the best. In layman's terms, yeah, mm-hmm. no kidding. I mean, that's 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 ballsy. That's ballsy yeah. in the midst of what's going on right now. That mm-hmm. Netflix is doing that. So, well, we shall see there. Hey, everybody, Lori and Julia here for First Equity Mortgage. Talked to my friend yesterday, who you know, yes. bought her very yes. first uh, real estate. Kind of. I'm like, how would everything go? And she's just like, I was such a wreck, but everything was perfect. Just went great, and she worked directly with David. You know, this is like 
if you want somebody calm right now, now is the time because it is, it's a tense situation of people are buying houses. There's not a lot of inventory. And so it's just people. You want people who know what they're doing. And that are calm. To help you. And they're not procrastinating or procrastinating because they are trying to get you into the best situation. That's a good point. And, uh, you know, get you so that you feel comfortable about what you're doing. And you'll go back to First Equity again. You will. And you will, if you're coming to the Cat Video Festival, David sponsored it. Um, Call First Equity Day, 763-2518-1000. This is the study of duh with noted academic journal skimmer, Lori. Uh, yeah, everyone knows that, though. Okay, so earlier in our show, we were talking about um, the pig casso, Mm -hmm. the painting pig with his snout. That is bringing in a million dollars a canvas. No, a million dollars a year. The canvases are going for about twenty five thousand a pop. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. The canvas, okay. Each each, each painting. painting. And we're trying to think of you know we've already done this. Why weren't we brilliant enough to sell our art that we did at the Minnesota Zoo because right. we had an animal and none of us could think of what animal we did. Grant, you weren't here. Nope. But so. Um, I go to Jess in promotions. Yes. And of course, I'm like, do you guys remember what animals we had, you oh, know, God. paint for us and what we did? And Jess immediately pulls up her computer. Oh, boy. And types in um, animal art do- during Project Down and Duty Zookeeper dated. Um, well, she just got it this today. So anyway, she pulls it up. Here is what the description is. Animal art from the Minnesota Zoo. Jason, Alexis, and Don will autograph art created by Kimi, the brown bear. They raised $400. Tammy donated the money. Mm -hmm. Donna and Marley will autograph art by Max the shark, green and yellow only. $250 from Monica. Colleen, Bradley, and Holly will autograph art created by Max the shark, red, yellow, and orange paints used. $100 by Cheryl. Now, here we are. Mm-hmm. Lori, Julia, and, and Donnie. <laughs> will autograph art by, do, do you remember yet what we did? No. It was by Chimba and Mindy, the African crested porcupines. Now you do kind of no. remember. You don't remember. Okay. And then here's the, here's the, here's the clincher. I'm going to wear my bands. Yeah. What did someone bid? No bids. No bids. <laughs> <laughs> and says, dot, dot, dot. We'll find a way to get the money from this. <laughs> A million dollars and a pig can do it. Yeah. No, no, no bids. No bids. That's why we don't remember. We'll we'll find a different way to raise money for these two buffoons who can't do it on their own. Hysterical. It just made me laugh so hard that she has this still. Oh my God. Of course we got no bids. This well, maybe what, we didn't even do it. Now it's why I don't have any. We memories. did this. We did this. Did we take a porcupine and run it through some no, paint and then no, put it the on a drawing? <laughs> what? The zoo, the, I, that I would remember. The zookeepers went and did it with the animals. We weren't a part of the process. Oh. We were just claiming that we are going to auction off these. Yeah. So we had Chimba and Mindy, the African crested porcupines. Yeah. 
No bits. Yeah, well, it's not surprising. I mean, I can't get excited even now about porcupine quill art. More exciting to rub paint against a shark and get the shark texture. You know, I don't know. This is amazing. Oh, boy. That's our That's project a, down and dirty story of our life. Good oh. dig up there, Julia. Yeah. No, well, it was Jess. Yes. I mean, that she saved that. Well, you went digging for it, and thanks, Jess. But that's so funny. complete. It just made See, me laugh. You're not losing your memory. Oh, I'm not. No, I'm not at all. But I knew we did it, but we weren't there when they right. did it. That's why we the just memory got there. Got a, some paint that looked like, you know, what the Picasso's painting. All I just right. thought it was funny. Okay, well, this study of duh is. Duh. I don't know if it is, right. but I mean, the, uh, of the anyone here suffer from menu anxiety? Oh, oh my mom. Mm, okay. Sorry. It, it, so it's a real thing. Oh. Menu anxiety is for real. I've owned it, and I know my three things I look for. Okay. Like, if you go to California Pizza Kitchen. kitchen. Yeah, yeah, CPK. Yeah. Remember how big that menu oh, yeah. was? Yeah. Three out of ten adults suffer from menu anxiety mm. at restaurants, and... Uh, Yes, according to new research, the younger generation is far more likely to have anxiety while ordering. 41% of Gen Z to millennials, 18 to 43, compared with only 15% Gen X. And you know why they have it? They, we don't have it. I, the we older don't, ones. I don't, because I always figure out a way to share yeah. something so I get two things. Why after do the minute? younger people because have? Because they have to read everything through a QR code on a little two inch by four inch Thing. They don't let, get to hold a menu like Good we point. did. They don't get to yeah, peruse. But we, menus are back. Eh, not, not everywhere. Not everywhere. Not not everywhere. everywhere. Okay, well, they are way more, more back. Uh, yeah, way yes, but, more But again, back. I'm saying... You go to a big restaurant, you go to... The, the young people can't afford to go to the big fancy restaurants that you're talking about where no, there's menus. No, I'm talking about like P.F. Chang's and all these. They have big menus. The reason why young people... It's got nothing to do with the QR code, the menuing. Well, here's what they, No, here's what they're saying. Why younger generations have more menu anxiety. They check out the menu online first. Oh, yeah. Which is something... We would never do. Never. Because it was never available. And I wouldn't be I wouldn't bothered. I'll, be, I'll read it when I get there. I just want to know if they serve cocktails. That's right, Julia. <laughs> that is the only thing. I mean, young people make a habit of looking at the menu ahead of time. Like, a quarter of 18 to 24-year-olds always check out the menu before they go there. Serious. That would 18 give, to 20. I, eight, well, yeah. My kids are out of that range. And then, um, and then the reason uh, younger gen this what they're they're wondering about, um, um, like they want to know how messy it's going to be, how it's prepared, oh. the environmental impact. Well, that makes sense. That's their care. They care about all that. Yes, if it's gluten free, yeah. if it's this free, if it has too much of that free, and and how does the word vegan or vegetarian impact? It, it, and okay. I, I know Casey went to a restaurant a couple of weeks ago with a friend of his, and he just about he had menu anxiety because he's like, "What am I going to order at a vegetarian restaurant?" He was correct. <laughs> what is he going to order? Did he find anything a salad? Uh, uh, no, I don't know what he had, but it is he going to go back? No, no, he doesn't. <laughs> he he doesn't want to go to a he's purely a vegetarian yeah. person, place. Anyway, so. That's there's that just, makes sense about that generation. Yeah, yeah, it does totally, okay. totally. Okay, are you a pre 
precrastinator. Have you ever heard this precrastinator? No. So the opposite of procrastinating. Oh, that's not me. Precrastinators. That's where people rush to get things done because they don't want to think about it. That's exactly right. You don't want, you just get it done. Let's just tackle it. The University of California, Riverside have discovered that the, the tendency to act quickly and make decisions early is driven by some people's desire to have a clear mind. And the study sheds light on the psychology that there are people who are procrastinators and they jump and make the decision quickly. And the reason they do that is then they don't have to think about it again. I do it with my bills. Yeah. I pay them when I get them. I don't care if they're not due for two weeks. Yes. Except for one bill that I got the $40. Right, right. And so anyway, the people like to make up their minds as soon as possible rather than thinking and rethinking. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. So people are procrastinators, but sometimes, you know, procrastinating. Jumps too fast. You know, you need to mull over some things. You make rash decisions, maybe. Because that would be hard, like with going on a trip or something or doing something that takes more thought. Getting married quickly, some people think, is a procrastinating, a procrastinating move. Move, move. Right. I, you know, like yeah. I, people say that to me. I'm sure you had people, oh, but yeah. you don't even know each other right. that well, you know. Right. And but the word itself has only been around since 2014, and the University of Riverside um, procrastinators procrastinate. It's answering emails too quickly or submitting things that aren't really finished because you just oh. want to get it done, oh, get it no. off your to do list. And so understanding this can help people make better decisions sure. in everyday life. And so, you know, it all depends on your personality, but they're like, you know, in- some days you do just want to get stuff done. Cross like how you, like how you were with your emails today. Really? You don't know what were in all 500 of those you deleted. Julia, I am a speed reader <laughs> you can't you and I see, I see the, yeah. the line, the heading line. I, I now am able to spot a fundraiser, from, you know, out of the corner of my eye. You give her you. Yeah, right. <laughs> Delete. Asking for a friend. Political. Hello. I mean, they all have kind Are of some... Are you free to emcee this event? Delete. Right, right. <laughs> so, anyway, taking the time to understand others and making thoughtful decisions can make a significant difference if you find that you are procrastinating to not the better yeah. end. Yeah, all right. You know, all right. That's so a that's good a, new word. Precrastinate. Precrastinate. I know. I knew you'd kind of like I, that one. I like new words. Yeah. That is a good one. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we do sometimes do that. Yeah. We do. Because mm-hmm. we're like, I just want to get I it just done, done and get it off my plate. Yes. We understand. All right. But listen. never reply all. <laughs> no. That's yeah, the one a- thing that drives me crazy. People who reply all. Oh, it's exhausting. Thank you for bringing us into and your And you know, you have to move over to that. Because it's you just do. reply. You yeah. actually have to make a conscious thing to do reply all. Mm-hmm. So those people have never worked in a corporate 
corporation. No, th- I get reply all to people, and I consider this a corporate a corporation. You're right. You're right. And I get a lot of reply alls. And if these people here don't think they're in a corporation, I'm telling you right now, you are. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll be right back. It's about the cats. It's about the cats. It's about the kids. Hey, you know, um, did you catch The Bachelorette last night? I sure did. Mm-hmm. The you might have even cried a little bit. I was so sad about, so was she about the one guy she sent home. I was like heartbroken. I didn't see the end, okay, because oh, I watched, I have it not. It was so good. I love Charity. She's been an excellent, excellent Bachelor. You really yep. have. I I did. I watched it last night, but I, I changed the channel because we had to get to... Um, Drops of God. God. Oh, that show is so oh. good. Yeah, you guys. Yeah. Oh, it's so good on Apple Plus, people. Yeah. It really is a good, uh, a good, interesting thriller oh, and a mystery in a really, very different way. It really but, is. Um, yeah, The Bachelor was really good. I did not approve of one guy she capped, and I hated that she sent the one guy home. I think his name was Anton. Oh, are you giving yeah. it away? Was oh. it Anton? I believe yeah. it was Anton, yeah. Yeah. And, was he the first day? Listen, second on day? hometown dates, when we're down to hometowns, do you watch it? Did she just go on three? Four. Always oh, four. Oh, Don't show one. your lack of knowledge I about the fact. But it's always four hometown days. Lori, I haven't, I haven't been in it. See, did you it. see how she was trying to, like, oh, don't give it away. Like, we don't have a week <laughs> for you to catch up. Catch up now. I don't want to. I do not want to. Well, today, um, tonight, I mean, for TV, what what can we watch? The same things as last night. Yeah. I don't know. No, I don't know. here's the new things that are coming out. Um, I don't know if people like Jake Paul. Oh, oh he's got a documentary. Yeah, it comes his out. Dad was really. It comes a out tonight. Person. And um, I have no interest. But no, I, I don't can either. see how they the would pa- have a lot of people. Well, the, between the, the Paul the brothers, of them. Logan and Jake, have become a YouTube and social media sensation for a long time. For a long time. And he's also behind Box. that. Prime. The prime drink, but they're also have become boxers in this mm-hmm. time. But yep. there's a little story that the biggest thing out of this documentary is that Jake, he got a lot of hate from a lot of people. As people can get on social media, they get the keyboard courage. Yeah. And his brother and uh, his family members were worried about his mental health and that he might, you know, might have done yeah. something to himself. But that's kind of like the big thing that's coming out of this documentary. No, I think it's the dad. The dad. The well, dad beating the crap out of those oh, kids. Ash. Yes. I mean, the dad. Yeah, well, yeah. Ash. And the dad on top of it. But it was yeah, the, okay. main, the main thing that was really getting to him later in life was there was there was a lot everybody loved logan and nobody liked jake and there was this big separation but yes they're not a good father either in this situation so childhoods matter people Mm -hmm. do do better that was just thank you gandhi i know i thought that was i thought that was pretty good (laughs) namaste thank you any other pearls you know i'm not not giving any to you (laughs) not after today you get nothing mixtape is a documentary about the importance of mixtapes there's a great book Lori and i read by a wisconsin author Mm mixtape remember how good that was they made it into a movie yeah you're right um so what is there a documentary about mixtape of the breakthrough of hip-hop um, MTV Studios oh. is doing it. It's premiering um, among its many DJs talking about, you know, how mixtape subculture kind yeah, of yeah, went yeah. mainstream with DJ Khalid, Khalid, Fat Joe, Funk Monster Flax. Easy for you to say. I know. Lil Wayne, Mark yeah. Ronson, many more. Everybody, every rapper 
has their mixtape, which mm-hmm. was like their original tape that got them out there. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's that's you know, like mixtapes get released after they become popular and like, whoa, listen to this throwback to who right. they were before they became mainstream. So okay. this is a cool little dive into what yeah. the mixtape underground hip hop scene mm-hmm. would be. That's That'd be cool. kinda good. Yeah. Now Lori um saw this today about um we have one of the best bakeries. Mm. Oh, the French bakery uh, the new on Fr- Selby? Yeah. It, is it on Selby, Lori? Oh, it's in Frogtown. Is that on Selby? No. I thought, I don't know. I thought this was, it was used to be in Frogtown and maybe it's not there anymore. Is this no, the Mark Hugh Patisserie? It's the Mark Hugh Patisserie. Oh, Mark Hugh is, was born in France, raised on a farm in French Guiana, graduated from the prestigious École de Paris okay. with a degree, Grand Bachelor <laughs> de Pâtisserie. Oh, yeah, 156 Dale Street. Dale. Oh, it's on Dale. It's on Dale, Okay. Yeah. <gasps> he worked in France's first ever pastry shop, Stoheur, Paris. Have you been there, Lori? In New York City's renowned um, Dominic Ansel Bakery. He met his wife while visiting Minnesota and chose St. Paul as a place to bring his childhood dream to life. That's cool. He is... Um, and it was named one of our best bakeries. Best mm-hmm. pastry... Pastry chefs are making... Pastries are making a... a yeah. are having a renaissance. The August special is a luscious raspberry and cream cheese layer cake. Mm. Mm. And Casey and I at Hyacinth the other night, we had a panna cotta cake. What's that? It's, it's a... It's like almost like a flan kind of, okay. isn't it? No, or it's it was, dense, isn't it? It's a cake. It's a yeah. cake. It's like maybe denser than an angel food. Yeah. Okay. okay. And it was covered in lavender, fresh lavender whipped cream with oh. edible flowers. I'm telling you, lavender. Lavender goes good in everything. Oh, Have you had a lavender martini? I mean, lavender is such a beautiful. Mm-hmm. addition to food yeah okay. now that we're we're eating you know all these things we would just grow in the garden oh yeah this this guy at the mark hugh patisserie the butter mm-hmm. it comes from everything all the ingredients are from and France. it's on dale street so it's probably by selby and dale probably yes. right by sweeney's is there you know it's 9 a.m to 3 p.m just like a patisserie would be yep. in france mm-hmm. there's no reason to come in after three yeah. they're getting up no at reason. three to bake and it's opening late so they must not serve coffee 9 a.m. to 3 p.m.? It's a, but that's very French, too. Is it? Well, yeah. we don't know. We yeah. don't go to I mean, it could like be. You. It could be. I mean, not, they don't all open at the crack of butt dawn, you know, because people are civilized there. They don't have to get to work till 9 or 10. You know, that kind of civilization. Oh, is that civilization? <laughs> Good Lord. That civilization. Uh, I know. That thing. What do we have posted on our website? Anything? Jennifer Lopez, if you want to... Cringe a little bit. This is from her on the J Lo. Oh, and the Big Brother season yes. twenty five cast. Yes. So, boy, CBS had a very long package on Julie Chen and the history of um, <laughs> Big, Brother Big Brother because they want eyeballs. Uh, they just yeah, they, okay. do. they don't have anything to have on TV. I have on their shows. And the last two seasons of Big Brother have been very um, down when it comes to viewership. Right. So when they, this show has been a staple for years, so this is, I think, a, like you said, a way to get eyes on it. And they have like this new, a new depth, the first ever deaf contestant that's going to be a part right. of this situation. 
situation. Yeah, it'll I, be interesting. I didn't, I didn't hate it. I kind of liked going down the trip down memory lane, this, even though I've never watched it. Remember, this, that was the only thing she stuck around with. Yes, too. that's right. Yep, I'm going to this patisserie tomorrow. It looks amazing. Uh, Please do. Amazing. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, I guess a big one. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Job done. Off you go.